Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the very last episode of 2021. Um, I am recording this intro right after I have just wrapped up the last class of the year. It's Monday night. I just finished teaching. You are going to get it on the podcast on Thursday, December 23rd. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you how grateful I am for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to those of you that send emails, to those of you that donate, to those of you that share the show with friends or family or others that might want to meditate. You'll mean the world to me. And I know that seems maybe like a silly thing to say to many people that I don't know. I don't know names. I don't know faces. I don't even know locations for so many of you. But I know you're out there listening. And I so appreciate it. I love getting to share these classes with you. You'll hear some fun stories in this upcoming episode about how I create classes. I hope you enjoy them as much as I enjoy them. I cannot wait to share a whole new year of series with you in 2022. If there are things that you are really hoping that I talk about or cover or explain regarding meditation, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on my website. You can email me. You can find me on Instagram and direct message me. Let me know what you want to hear, what you want to learn and practice, and I will work it into the podcast and we will practice together. Thank you guys. Happy holidays. Happy winter solstice. Happy 2022. May it be a wonderful, abundant year for all of us. All right, let's get into tonight's class. Well, my friends, we made it through 2021 according to my calculations. I am so happy to share one final meditation of the year with y'all. And I think it is a perfect one to wrap up the year with, if I say so myself. So, you know, we have been on this journey this month of exploring the movement from chaos to calm. And we've used a metaphor of fractals thus far in the series, right? This idea of breaking down a pattern to its simplest possible form. And once we do that, when we then begin to listen so deeply, let go of expectations so much that we are not expecting linear progression, We're not expecting to sit and meditate and suddenly everything is peaceful and calm and it's a little bit more peaceful and calm every single day that we do so. 
but rather we understand the journey to be labyrinth-like, where we don't really know if we're one step away from the calm, peaceful center or a hundred. And so we continue to do this work of showing up, of sitting down, of being with ourselves in silence, in stillness, identifying patterns and relinquishing expectations. And within that, I think the final step, the final piece to invite into our awareness is an honoring of the mystery. And here's what I mean by that. So we don't really know why fractals exist, right? Like why do these patterns show up again and again and again in nature, in math, in art? It's not like somebody is, Jackson Pollock wasn't measuring angles when he was doing paint splatters. And yet this specific fractal pattern shows up in his work, right? How is that possible? How does it show up in a seashell and tree branches and rivers and blood vessels? How does that happen? And in the same way, how does it happen that one moment in our lives, we find ourselves totally overwhelmed or stressed or unable to cope or barely coping and what's the thing that somehow suddenly shifts us into a different place where things are okay again how does that happen and i know that we could offer a million explanations right based on what you study based on your personal beliefs you could go, you know, I just cited Murphy's Law a moment ago. Like you could throw that into the mix if you want to. We could throw any number of quote unquote reasons into the mix. But the truth is, we don't really know. There's a mystery there. So as I'm reflecting on this, I, I, actually, I'm going to tell you this whole story. I wasn't going to, but I'm, I'm going to tell the whole story. Last class, let's have a good story. All right, so we're going to back up a sec. You know, I my favorite thing on the planet is creating these series. If I could only do one thing for the rest of my life, this is what I would do. And I do it through my own odd combination of books that I read and podcasts that I listen to and things that pop into my head when I'm out hiking and my own meditation practice. And somehow I feel all these bits that seem to sync together and make up a story or a lesson. And I'm forever a student of creativity. And one of my favorite books on creativity is The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp. I love this book. And she has lots of different exercises in there. And in the meditation teacher training that I finished up earlier this year, I used a few of the exercises in some of our practices. And this is my favorite one because it shows how synchronistic our creativity can be. And the assignment is you grab any book, right? The first book that you see in your house and you pick it up and you open it and you stick your finger on a page, just like, like random, right? And wherever your finger lands on a word or a sentence, your assignment is to then go create a Dharma talk from that word that you just touched. And it sounds insane, but it, every time something amazing comes out of it. And as, as I was teaching this, 
I wanted to do it. I wanted to give an example. And so the book I grabbed right next to me at the moment was Women Who Run With Wolves, which is one of my favorites. And it's a, you know, it's a nice thick book. There's, you know, many hundred pages, tiny, tiny little print. And I open it and I jab my finger on a page. And, <laughs> and the sentence I touch, I remember it perfectly. The snippet that I touched referred to the deep work, the deep music, and the deep mysteries of the psyche. And I like touched this in the middle of a live session in teacher training. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a meditation series. Like, that's amazing, right? Deep work, deep music, deep mystery. Perfect. So now you know the secret backbone to this series because we talked about the deep work of identifying the patterns. Yeah. I didn't use deep music. I went deep listening because it felt more appropriate for this, but that was the inspo. So deep listening was the spiral in and now we're doing deep mystery, right? Okay. So that's the background. Now here's where it went. <laughs> I am currently reading a book called Adam and Archetype, which is a, the letters written between Carl Jung, Jungian psychologist. Yeah. And Wolfgang Pauli, I hope I'm saying his last name right, who was a Nobel Prize winning physicist. And it's like this fascinating friendship because they sort of couldn't be more different on the surface, right? Jung was very much into archetype and the unseen and the dream world and the subconscious. And physicists study matter. They study the physical world, right? And yet they have this friendship. And in these letters over the decades, they created the theory of synchronicity. So synchronicity comes from the conversation between these two men, right? And I'm going to read you the definition that is offered up. So synchronicity is a-causally, a-causally meaning not a cause, right? A-causally connected events which the observer experiences as having a meaningful connection on the basis of his or her subjective situation. A meeting point of internal and external reality. A meeting point of internal and external reality. And I want to throw that out there as a way to view the chaotic moments, right? Our experience of chaos, of stress, of overwhelm is a meeting point between internal and external realities. And in the same way that I could tap my finger on a page, love a phrase, create a whole series around it, and then fall into a book about synchronicity, in that same way where this is like lovely and magical and awesome, well, also less lovely and less magical are the synchronistic things that suddenly make it feel like chaos. And I was remembering sometime in 2020, I can't remember the exact date, uh, but it was amidst what for many of us, I think was one of the more chaotic moments of our lives, right? We all had our own version of what was happening in 2020. But, you know, my version was I had a studio closing. I have no idea where my income's going to come from. My kids are home. My partner's working from home for the first time ever. We didn't have home offices at the time. So all of this stuff is happening. 
and things started breaking in the house. Like our water heater went out and something else happened that I can't quite remember. And then I'll never forget it was one evening and the kids are in the bathtub. I probably told you all this in a live class. And I walk into the kitchen to get tea and there's water pouring from my kitchen ceiling. The kid's bathtub was leaking. And I remember it because I'm standing in the kitchen watching water come from the ceiling. And I was like, I don't think I can handle this. I actually don't know if I can, like, how can one more thing possibly be going wrong in this moment? I cannot handle it. And, you know, the blessing of hindsight is, well, now I can see, right? The external reality is not truly a crisis. Like, sure, it's a giant pain, but certainly you can just turn the water off and then you call the repair. <laughs> I see, Rainy, your twin star. I get it, right? We got, we got to call the plumber. And the reality is when you're not sick, when you're not exhausted, when you're not freaking out about your bills, but rather you have abundant income and you're well-rested and healthy and you have adequate support and childcare and whatever else, a leaking toilet or a leaking bathtub isn't a crisis. You're like, great, I'll turn the water off. I'll call somebody in the morning. It's no big deal. But when we start to shift our internal circumstances so that we're depleted, so that we're not balanced or coming from a place that is awake and aware, it feels chaotic. It's internal and external. So last example, and then we'll meditate. We're coming up on the winter solstice. It's tomorrow for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, right? Winter solstice. And if you think all the way back into hundreds and hundreds of years ago, ancient times, some version of our ancestors had absolutely no idea why it suddenly seemed like the sun stopped moving in the sky. They didn't know where the light went and they didn't know if it was coming back. And so they lit fires and made offerings and created their own versions of ritual in a moment that felt really scary, that felt chaotic and out of control. And it's not that a bonfire fixes it, right? We know, we know what they didn't know. The earth is on a tilted axis and it orbits the sun. No amount of bonfire ritual offering is going to speed up the rotation of the earth. But when you don't know, what do we do? I think one of the steps is simply to honor the mystery and say, I don't know. So maybe I'll light a fire. Maybe I'll sit down and meditate a little bit extra as my, you know, quote unquote ritual. Maybe I'll go soak in the bathtub. Not that that's going to fix it. It doesn't make you healthy when you're not. It doesn't fill your bank account when it's empty. It doesn't repair the leaking toilet. But does it perhaps invite in just that acknowledgement that we don't know? We don't know when the tides will change and suddenly we'll be in this moment that feels a little lovely. 
where the sun is shining again, where we feel healthy, where we feel abundant in the ways that we need to feel abundant. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 30 minutes. It could be in three months. And so the practice of moving from chaos to calm, I invite for us is the deep work, meaning sit down and practice. Don't skip it. The deep listening of let go of expectation. You don't know. You don't know just because your practice felt like crap today that you're not doing a good job. You might be seconds away from a new understanding or awakening or sense of balance. And in the interim, we'll just honor the mystery. Yeah? All right. So we'll practice for tonight, for the solstice, for all of it. So if you have already been seated this whole long talk, just shift around for a minute. So uncross your legs, cross them the other way. Get yourself situated and comfy for our practice this evening. And as you invite yourself into a seat that I hope feels comfortable and perhaps familiar, I want you to nestle down, let your eyes close and your arms relax. And together as a group here, we're going to start our practice with a nice deep inhale in through the nose. And we'll exhale out a sigh. Let's just do that one more time, inhaling deeply. Exhale out a sigh. And you allow your breath to flow. And you silently say to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And it doesn't matter if this is a good moment or a tough moment. It doesn't matter if you feel peaceful and quiet or stressed out to the max. In any moment that you find yourself in, you can say to yourself, now is my time to meditate. And when you say those words, you're calling in a moment that asks you to sit down more deeply. So you let go of the muscles in your legs and your hips. Feeling yourself settle into the cushion or chair beneath you. And you gently elongate your spine, letting the back of the neck lengthen and the crown of the head lift. And 
You let go of the muscles across the forehead. The skin around the eyes. The jaw and the inside of the cheeks. You let go of any tension along the sides of the neck. Feeling breath move out across your shoulders. Maybe inviting your shoulder blades to drop back and down. Maybe you notice the way the chest rises and falls as you breathe. And you might imagine yourself here, just letting go of the muscles in the chest. Noting what it might feel like if even your heart could relax just a bit. Gradually, we feel our breath move down into our bellies. And you just invite yourself to let go of any gripping in the belly. And without any force or exaggeration, just notice that when you breathe in, your belly expands a little bit. And when you breathe out, your belly very subtly contracts back in. Just a gentle, easy movement of your belly as you breathe. For many of us, we've probably already noticed that the thoughts don't stop. And so we're seated here and we're breathing and we're thinking. And in today's practice, I simply invite you to let go of any need to fix that. You don't have to stem the tide of thoughts. You don't have to shush yourself. 
but rather perhaps you can notice as we sit here and we breathe that there's a way you can keep one eye on your breath feeling the air move in and feeling the air move out and you can keep one eye on your thoughts and just watching them as they play out as if you are tracing the individual leaves or branches on a tree. And you let go of any need to make meaning out of it, to understand something or discover something. And rather, as we sit in silence here for about 10 minutes, you could just honor the mystery. I breathe and I think and I feel. And I acknowledge the unknown all along the way. And so let's sit in silence for these last minutes. With one eye on our breath, and one eye on our thoughts, and a little bit of room for the mystery along the way.
Feeling your breath here. And you might just notice exactly where your mind is in this moment. And without needing to say good job or bad job. What if you just take a breath? And you honor the deep work, the deep listening, and the deep mysteries of the present moment. When you're ready, we'll start to wiggle our fingers and our toes. You'll take a nice deep breath in through the nose, letting go of a sigh. taking all the time you need to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open. Thank you, God. Happy end of the year. Happy winter solstice. Be back in 2022. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.